the Aural Malpractice podcast contains material not suitable for most audiences. Listener discretion is advised. If you are a child or easily offended, turn it the fuck off now because we don't have time for your bullshit. Examining the elephant at the end of our driveway for anal leakage, it's the Oral Malpractice Podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Dr. Chris, and with me, I have my fellow oral malpractitioners. Dr. Josh, in the nude. And Dr. Tom's third clone reporting for duty. Wait, third clone? Dr. Josh is nude. Okay, that's that's a valid point. Dr. Josh is nude, but luckily we are spared having to see his fleshy visage. So, um... What, what, but what, what, how did we get a, was there a third clone before? Oh, the third clone? Do we really need to discuss this? It's just a thing that happened. It's probably going to happen every week. So let's just go with it because I don't hey, care anymore. You, you know what? Just because nobody cares that you're naked, it doesn't mean you have to crap all over I'm not, me. I'm not crapping all over how you. How do you think I feel? Oh, you're a robot. So you don't have feelings. So a clone, I'm a clone. I have it. some feelings, at least as many as Dr. Tom had. I'm not sure what that number was, but uh, how I'll fast be- were you? Would you have been grown in the test tube? I'm not convinced. I think you're a cyborg. Well, uh, I don't know how I can prove myself look, to you. You can't in you, any way. That's not absolutely disgusting. The the genetic altering technologies such as CRISPR that are out there now, the things that you could do with uh, genetic growth enhancement. Uh, I'm I'm just saying. Listen, I don't care what he eats for breakfast. I just. It, I don't believe it. If he's got to eat Krispies, whatever, I don't, I know it's, I know like it's some sort of oh, wait. Asian thing. It doesn't matter to me. What? Just so, so where did this turn into a conversation about Asian breakfast cereal? I, I'm not sure. It's that's, the CRISPR thing. That's, that's like, it's not a cereal. That's like the Chinese trying to play God. Wait. Um, that's a lot of gods. They're going to cause another super virus and kill everybody. It's probably going to be Dr. Tom's third clone fault. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I mean, it could be, but I, I don't even know. I just woke up in a vat. I don't even know what happened to Dr. Tom's second clone. So all I know is when one clone dies, another one is woke up, I guess you could say. And I just woke up one day sitting in a vat of um, clone jelly. I uh, had no idea what happened to Dr. Tom. Haven't found a body. Haven't found anything. I, I can assume he's dead. I, I got nothing. Does, I have no idea. Does clone it, jelly go well on toast? Okay, I don't care about any of that. I want to know if clone jelly is a product you can buy. <laughs> I think it's a product we can sell. Um, hmm. I mean, I don't know if you can buy it anywhere now, but... Well, you know what we need to do is set up one of those Amazon links so that people can <laughs> click through our website to go to Amazon and buy their clone jelly Oh, directly gosh. through Amazon? Yeah. Well, Clone through our website through Amazon, so we get a portion of the yeah, we proceeds. Gotta, we got to be on the take. Always. Okay. Well, oh. I, I think what we need to do is at least think about a flavor. I mean, would that be somewhere between apple and salt? What flavor was the clone jelly you woke up in? It tasted kind of warm and salty, to be completely honest with you. I mean, oh. so would you... It smelled like bleach. I, 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 guess. I know that flavor, and it's not something I ever want to taste again. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, 
uh, I was gonna say, I guess it tastes like clone. I mean, that's it's called clone jelly. So like maybe well, the have, have you ever licked your own arm? Uh, yes. Like let's say you well, were. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Ooh, never mind. Just I don't like the taste of sweat. Way to bring it to a close there, Doctor Josh. What are the Japanese gonna do? So I have a follow up from last week. So uh, Doctor Tom. I'm just going to address you as Dr. Tom. It's easier. Sure. Yeah, I don't mind. Um, Clone jelly. So you had come up with a, a new word for the English lexicon that really described a unique bodily function that was mislabeled previously, and, and that was uh, fooping. And Oh, yes. I, I was thinking about this term uh, as I was in the bathroom earlier this week, as you know generally happens, and it occurred to me— week? Well, That's at least once or twice. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it, yeah, you do your best. Yeah, thing okay. There, so anyway, if you're only going in once or twice. You need to get some fiber in you. <laughs> that is not healthy. Look, just because I have a super efficient gut biome does not mean that I have functional problems with my bowel movements. Okay, so that's, you know, my bowel movements are perfectly fine. But anyway, all I'm saying is if I was taking a four hour crap twice a week, I wouldn't be okay with it. Well, I mean, (laughs) it sounds efficient, though. Yeah, I mean, you could fix that by giving yourself a horse asshole. I would rather wake up in a vat of clone jelly. (laughs) Okay, tastes like my own sweat. Anyway, um, so with fooping, we, we had a lot of discussion around the, the, the sound or kind of feel of fooping where, you know, it's gas, then kind of a little bit of a blockage and then, you know, something pops out. But, but what happens, what would you call it if it's a combination of gas and liquid shit at the same time? Um, so it would sound kind of like, like if you're flapping your lips, like, yeah, like you're, it's, it's a combination of like gas and diarrhea. Like most of the time when you have diarrhea, it usually is, you know, not always insanely rocketing out, but like, I call that the Mr. Ed. Oh, that I like that. That's a good one. Um, (laughs) a little gross, but, um, but what I was actually thinking of is a, um, uh, a musical term. Uh, musical it's term. It's pretty much the term. Yeah, a musical term. Because if you think about it, it's fart poop, fart poop, fart poop, fart poop, fart poop, fart poop. It's running back and forth very, very quickly. So you get a very unique feel and a very unique sound to the whole situation. Right. Um, in musical terms, when you're hammering between two notes rapidly, they call that trill. Trill. So what I think it's doing is your butt is just trilling in that point. Hmm. So what you're saying is that, like, when you have that situation, you're quite literally playing the butt trumpet. I'll never play the nice. blues again. Well, you probably never trill a note again. Yeah. <laughs> Trilling a note. <laughs> I gotta go trill a note. <laughs> that's that's good. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, that is the that is the butt trumpet. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. That, the the brown think, note. The brown as they note. they say. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get going, uh, wait, do you have something else? Go ahead. Oh, no. All I wanted to say was uh, thanks, because that's actually one of those situations. You know, I like to take pooping and farting seriously. And that's sort of like one of those awkward middle grounds that I hadn't thought about before. So I'm just glad you brought it to our attention so we could sort that out right now. At the rate we're going, you know, I think that we could all jointly write another paper that could get published in, you know, a a prestigious or less 
prestigious journal around bodily functions that don't have appropriate names, uh, specifically tied to, you know, the evacuation of bowel movements. I, I really think that this is this is uncharted territory that that nobody has really provided enough study and effort into. And I think we're exactly the three doctors to really um, expand this field and and get it taken seriously. We have the best credentials for this, really, out of anyone. I, I 100% agree. Yep. Possibly in the world. We eat, breathe, and live this every day. Maybe not eat. Hopefully not breathe, not too much. We definitely live it. So with that, uh, before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the show, I think that we're going to go to a <laughs> commercial. meat and potatoes. <laughs> Would you prefer... Twig and two berries. Would, We've would been you... talking about food a lot. Yeah. First, it was Asian breakfast cereals. You know, your your crispy rice or whatever it was. Then we go to the toilet. I guess that logically makes sense. You go food, well, <laughs> toilet, back to food. I think we're going straight back to the toilet. If I'm, uh, I guess, if the logic uh, denotes what happens next. And then you know you're talking about going in a circle. When you flush the shit, it goes in a circle as it goes down the drain. Wow, it like speaks on multiple levels. I, I know it, it's really deep. I think we're getting very um, well, it, and not quite spiritual. Would you say it's uh, philosophical? I mean, it's existential either way. Yeah, that works. Okay. Yeah, I know what. No matter what, we should really pat ourselves on the back for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe on the front too. Ooh. Commercial. Kids can be a handful these days, and with the state of the world as it is and the stress of just making ends meet, it's important to have a friendly place for your child to grow when you can't be there with them. A place where they can learn and thrive and not be murdered by some deranged serial killer living in the woods. If it sounds too good to be true, prepare to rest easy. There is such a place, and that place is Shady Willow Daycare. Shady Willow Daycare is the premier daycare in your area that will absolutely not murder your children and dump their bodies in the nearby Quantapusset River. That's the Shady Willow Daycare model, and it works. At Shady Willow Daycare, our friendly, well-trained staff will provide education, stimulation, and any special needs your child may have, and won't even murder them in the process. Other daycares have poor facilities, bad teachers, and suspicious hygiene practices. Even worse, they never provide their stance on whether or not they will murder your children. But not Shady Willow. We take murder very seriously, and we make sure every parent and child knows we have zero intention of being caught murdering them, chopping them up to fit in an upscale shopping bag, and then dumping them into the nearby Quantapusset River. In fact, the staff at Shady Willow Daycare have done extensive research in local newspapers, popular news websites, and legal agencies all the way up to the FBI and can verify that no member of the Shady Willow staff has ever been arrested for the murder of a child, attempted murder of a child, or a conspiracy to commit the murder of a child at our daycare. Can other daycares tell you that? They probably <laughs> haven't even done their research because they don't care. To get to Shady Willow Daycare, turn left onto Benson Street and keep going straight. Once the pavement becomes dirt and the house numbers stop, take a slight left between a large rock and an oak tree with about a dozen deflated balloons tied to it. Drive to the top of the hill, then turn right into the woods where three rusty metal drums sit next to a big wooden sign that reads, Stay Out! A Horrific Murderer Lives in These Woods. At this point, veer right around a giant, bloody wood chipper and a murky clearing dotted with suspiciously fresh disturbances in the soil. 
Upon this, exit your vehicle. Then stand next to the old willow tree and scream for help as loud as you can. Our friendly <laughs> service staff will be there to assist you in a matter of minutes. Don't just follow the blood trail, they change every time it rains. Just remember our motto at Shady Willow Daycare. We make learning fun and will never be caught murdering your children than dumping their bodies in the nearby Quantapusit River. Wow, I, I mean, I, I feel very grateful that we have uh, the, the Shady Willow uh, Daycare facility uh, sponsoring our, our, our show here. Yeah, how much did they pay us to run that commercial? Look, I, I just press the buttons on the board. Dr. Josh usually handles the logistics behind these things. Huh. Enough to make it worthwhile. Okay. It's never okay. enough. But all I'm saying is, if you're an advertiser, we'll literally, we'll put on anything. Clearly. I really like this advertiser in particular because they understand the importance of child safety. Yeah, I mean, nobody else. I have never seen any advertisement and any claim for any different any daycare center after school programs nothing you know saying flat out we're not gonna murder your kids yeah you know you're right yeah i don't want to get on my high horse be judgmental but this is and this is just my personal opinion i personally just don't like child murderers call me a bigot i don't care i don't like them i don't want to be around them you know I, i think i understand because it gives you a certain degree of comfort when someone comes up to you and says, hello, my name is Bob, I don't murder children. But when you think about that, how many times does that ever happen to you whenever you're dealing with a new person? No, they usually like to greet you, introduce themselves, but nobody ever tells you whether or not they're going to murder your children. Yeah. And you know what? If somebody could murder a kid, what could they do to me? I don't know. Yeah. I mean... They could probably do horrible things. Yep. Maybe even murder you. It's definitely possible. And and speaking of commercials and, and such, if you do have any commercials that you want to send us, feedback at oralmalpractice.com, and we'll take a listen and, you know, get back to you. Uh, Dr. Josh, you sent me something, uh, speaking of which, uh, something having to do with uh, Gorilla Glue. Uh, you sent me something. Should I play that first, or do you have an intro to do here? Yeah, yeah, I'll just give a little quick explanation. We've all talked about this. You guys know what I'm about to say, but I just want to explain all this for the folks at home. The people at Gorilla Glue listened to the last podcast. Uh, We had had a discussion about the ad read, and I had kind of expected them to be angry because certain people didn't take it seriously, and other people took a big shit on uh, Gorilla Glue. However, they surprisingly decided the whole dick hacks thing wasn't the best direction. All right, so that's good. Or the best Uh, direction. Well, hang on. They, but Aww. essentially, they... That's enough out of you. <laughs> they realized that perhaps a gimmicky infotainment segment in the form of a poorly executed ad read was not exactly an accurate expression wait, of Gorilla I, Glue's authentic I, advocacy I, for men's mm. sexual health. Wait, Let me wait, wait, wait. I, I, also, take, <laughs> I, I take fucking exception to that. <laughs> uh, listen, you're acting like you're you're hearing this for the first time. We've, we've talked this to death, okay? I don't want to get into it on the podcast. They've also gotten sued a few times by men who had to get their dick surgically removed. Apparently they hadn't expected people to trust Dr. Chris so blindly and it assumed that he would have refused to read any advice Wait, that might be dangerous. They bottom sent the line, copy! Bo- look, wow. Bottom line, they're not Fuck blaming you, Chris Josh. They're not blaming you. They just think that perhaps this whole thing 
needs to be rebranded in light of the dick amputations and the blatantly cynical <laughs> attitude expressed towards Gorilla Glue by a certain cybernetic killjoy on this podcast. Mm. That being said, they're throwing out the idea of promoting off-brand uses for Gorilla Glue, and they'll now be sponsoring a series of honest and open discussions on the topic of men's sexual health, which the three of us uh, were going to be pre-recording for the podcast. Uh, so we got together earlier and recorded the first of one of those conversations today, and here it is. Goddamn focus groups. Gorilla Glue Man Talk. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Yes. Do you like oral? Do you like oral? Do you like oral? Do you like oral? <laughs> Do you like oral? Under the right circumstances, it might be all right. I've never actually tried it, <laughs> although I can I can picture what it might look like. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the lusty primal desire to have an enormous, rock-hard, angrily throbbing 12-inch horse cock. Oh, hold on. Hold on. That That's... Wow. I thought we were talking about the vagina box. Oh, uh, 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 pussies. Oh, okay. Um... To, to be honest, I did not know fully what it meant, but I presumed it had something to do with semen. Yeah, that was a yes or no question. You really don't have to beat around that bush too much. Look, just because I'm an expert on porn doesn't mean that I am an expert in real life. Answer the question, please. Okay. It's just nasty. How do you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, you occasionally experiment, but... Um, so you have tried this? Yeah. <laughs> it, it tasted pretty much like... Rocket farts. Tastes like you're chewing garbage. <laughs> Wet garbage. Yeah. It was disgusting. So I can picture is just like this disgusting, like mashed up, stale, nasty old candy. So you're just kind of interpreting it as you go along. Yeah, exactly. It's very subjective. There's bubblegum in there. What? <laughs> um, um, no. All right, I, I'm going to admit the following. Shit came out. <laughs> Whoa. I smelt it. It felt gross. And then I had to deal with the cleanup afterwards. You gotta pull your car over. You gotta stare at the wall awkwardly. That's true. Speaking of pusses, rubbing the bristles sounds painful. I mean, unless you're into that type of thing. Like, just dry friction. Dry friction with a broom. <laughs> I'm gonna have some pretty nasty chafing going on. Yeah, but then you draw blood, and that's the lubricant. <laughs> Fuck you, Dr. Josh. <laughs> I don't remember having this conversation at all. <laughs> yeah, <I don't. laughs> yeah, they did edit it weird. It is, they edited it a little weird. What? <clears throat> yeah, we can, we can go back and talk about it. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe we should, because um, if this is what Gorilla Glue is expecting from us, I'm hoping I'm not roofied the next time this happens, because <laughs> that is a very strange conversation. I, I don't think I would voluntarily be a part of that. What makes you think you weren't roofied this time? Well, that's a good point. I still don't know where the second clone is, to be honest yeah. with you. Where, where are we? I mean, you just woke up the other day in a vat of... Clone jelly. Clone juice, whatever that is. Clone jelly. It's, it's jelly, not juice. 
It's got a texture and a consistency. So do they put the egg in the clone gel? Look, we've covered this before. And then some of the clone gel goes into the egg and you wake up in it? Dr. Josh, we... It's more of like a preservative. Just keeps the clone fresh and fresh smelling. Okay. I mean, that's that's a side note, but... I, hopefully you guys uh, thought the conversation was informative and enlightening, and I feel like we, we, we definitely learned some stuff. I know now that bubblegum's not up there. I mean, that's, I, I thought that for years. My butthole. My butthole. We don't know what happened to Dr. Tom's second clone. That, that's all I'm going to say. I I still got nothing. I assume he's dead. That's the only thing I can think of. I'm probably going to find him someplace uh, not quite so comfortable. I'm just hoping there won't be a belt tied around his neck and his pants won't be down. With a glass-shaped block of Gorilla Glue attached to his groin. <laughs> well, there's few things he wouldn't do for science, so... That's <laughs> definitely I mean, a concern of mine. It wouldn't surprise me, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the first one just tried the flat-out super glue thing. Oh, right? yeah, he absolutely just glued his dick hole shut. Yeah, I mean, let's just make, let's make a pact right now. Let's okay. make a pact right now. No more talk of dick experiments. Um, It depends on how much the sponsor is paying us. I mean, you flat-out said it. We'll do anything for money. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't want to make a pact against anything that will make me money, but I mean, I guess we can try. Yeah, we'll do to our best. Talk less about dick experiments. If a sponsor pays us, then we'll definitely make a pact to not talk about dick experiments anymore. But if another sure. sponsor pays us to talk about dick experiments, all bets are on the table. Well, we we might talk about them, but we make no yeah. promises to actually engage in dick experiments. I have a line yeah. in the sand, even when there's money involved, when it comes to my gigantic swinging man meat, you know, I want to keep that thing in prime condition. I don't do that much yeah. experimentation there, you know? Yeah. And, and for me, it's like I'm experimenting all the time. You know, I'm just not blabbing about it on the show. Well, yeah. I mean, I would assume if you came upon a really good discovery though you you would tell us nah you wouldn't leave us in the dark to discover it by ourselves nah nah i keep that okay. stuff to myself you must have Close a very large chest, penis no. no no i don't <laughs> i still gotta have any any edge i could get it's like i got one of those like uh you know like you can tell from the build of a guy what what their dick is shaped like um, um well it no, depends on how this, tight their pants this are this is a lost art on me uh short and fat that's all i'm saying <laughs> are, you, okay. are you saying you're hung like a paint can <laughs> yeah yeah Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, Some people like that. You know, like uh, like a like a bro- block of brie cheese. Yeah. That's very right. soft. That's a soft cheese. <laughs> I you could uh, at least well, go for I mean, maybe I'm a, some I'm a sharp cheddar. Out of shower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I, I guess it's kind of shapeable when you think about it. There's no good way to segue out of this. All, all I'm saying is it, it turns into yak cheese real fast. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> How hard is yak cheese? Really hard. I've never seen yak cheese. Wait, are you talking about the hardness of your penis or what comes out of it? Do you ejaculate yak cheese? <laughs> no. Okay. It's a metaphor, I'm Tom. really missing this. I've never heard of a metaphor with yak cheese, so I'm trying to... I guess I'm trying to understand I, it. I don't think you've ever heard of a metaphor before at all, because you just just got shit out of a vat. Wait. Well, I, I perhaps, but how, how I mean, does... I think I would rather taste clone jelly than yak cheese, especially not your yak cheese. 
what's the consistency difference between clone jelly and yak cheese? I don't know what the consistency of yak cheese is. It's, it's like rock hard. Is it really? It's a hard cheese. Well, it so is, is sharp cheddar. Why can't you just use sharp cheddar? You go straight That's to yak hard cheese. cheese. You can't come back from yak cheese. That is the softest of the hard cheeses, if you can even consider it a hard cheese. Parmesan. You ever, listen, you don't know anything. Parmesan. Parmesan comes in a powder. No, not the powder. Like a block of Parmesan or Romano. Those are very hard cheeses. There's, there's no such thing. Those, those are hard cheeses. So let's throw the yak cheese thing out because clearly it's a problem. And we'll just say it's like Parmesan. Well, yeah, if you're ejaculating it, it is. Unshredded. Ouch. Maybe it's shredded if it's coming out, but it's not coming out. That's that's not well, what I'm saying. Wait, so you have impotency problems now? Well, if it's not coming out, then it's what's the problem? Is your dick hole glued shut? So it's a it's a brie and then it grows into a Parmesan. That's impotent. Or yak cheese. Or a yak. It doesn't grow into a yak. And then the normal stuff comes out because it's not really a cheese. Because that's a fucking metaphor. Your face is a metaphor. Not just a regular metaphor, but a, a fucking metaphor. You see what I did there? Ah, yeah, I see what you did. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Tom, there's no good way to segue from this. Uh, Dr. Tom. Yak cheese. I, yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, I was just saying, um, Okay. Dr. Tom, you, you had mentioned to me that we, we may have gotten some uh, feedback or something. I, I, like, I wasn't 100%. You just told me that you have something that you want me to read. and Yeah, and I'm glad you asked because I really kind of want to clarify a little bit because it was kind of a weird situation. And um, I kind of wanted to describe it to you guys. But essentially, I met somebody, um, a female. She had a funny accent. Wicked hot. Like, Picture your hottest dream girl, multiply her by 10, give her a weird accent. And that's pretty much who I was dealing with. So a really hot girl comes up and starts talking to me. So, you know, I'm already off my game. I'm not exactly used to that kind of thing. And, um, well, she says she had heard of our podcast and she listens to it and she actually likes it. And she actually likes you in particular, Dr. Chris. So I'm kind of hoping I can, you know, I'm kind of hoping we can, uh, you know, maybe reach out to her again in the future. But anyway, we were paid some money uh, for her to kind of uh, deliver a message, I guess you could say. So she has something she wants you to read on the podcast. I asked her if she was advertising for a company. Um, She wasn't really clear. It doesn't sound much like an advertisement, but it's, it sounds like it might be just more of a message. Like maybe she has something she wants to say personally to uh, maybe somebody over the air, somebody else who might be listening to this podcast, because believe it or not, we actually do have some listeners. So I'm wondering if she just, she knows somebody else. She wanted to say something else, but she did give us some money for it and she was extremely hot and that's really hard to say no to. So I just figured I'd pass it on to you. She wanted you to read it. She kind of sees you as the, um, well, I guess as the leader, and also you have the clearest voice for radio. She really wanted to make sure this message was crystal clear. Whatever's in the message, I wasn't allowed to look at it myself. Um, okay. I just kind of sent it straight over to you. So whenever you're ready, just just go for it. All right, let me open this up. Does she also know I have a face for radio? Uh, for radio? Okay, so let me go ahead and read this. Message go to read the practitioners of the oral. Please read clear loud. All listeners at 45-1 colon 2-7-9-9. All listeners at 45-2 colon 
1-1-1-9. All listeners at 77-5 X-ray-7. 9-2-2-9-2-2-6-4 Wait for further instruction. 77-2 Have a nice day. Alright, well that seems normal. What did you just read? I literally read the text that was in the copy you gave me. That's really what it said? That is literally what it says. That doesn't make any sense. Are they using our podcast as a number station? I'm hoping you didn't just activate a KGB sleeper cell. I, I mean, if I did, look, like, this is not something... Look, this information was passed off, you know... I mean, I've seen enough X-Files and heard enough number stations to know what this, this sounds like, but... Why our podcast? Like the how many how many like listeners do we have in Bulgaria or some junk like that, Doctor Tom? I have I have no idea. Like I, I I'm just like looking at the numbers and I'm trying to figure out is there any correlation or anything like is there any sense to this or like um I mean is this there, is a riveting segment. I mean <laughs> the this other is, this is really <laughs> this is definitely not going to get cut out of the podcast for sure. <laughs> Fuck you, Dr. Josh. And now, a moment in history with Dr. Jacoby. Hey, kids. The recent medical crisis made me concerned for all of you. I know that you must be worried, and I, Dr. Jacoby, have scoured the historic record to find some sound medical advice to help you through this trying time. There is a cure for every disease known to man. If you want to feel better in a hurry, there is only one thing that will do the job. Cocaine! That's right! (laughs) Despite what our uptight conspiratorial government has to say on the matter... Cocaine has been used as a cure for multiple ailments throughout the centuries. In fact, one of your favorite beverages used to contain cocaine as a medicinal substance. In 1885, John Pemberton invented Coca-Cola as a brain tonic and intellectual beverage. One of the key active ingredients? Cocaine! Don't believe me? Ask your parents for permission to Google it. But Pemberton was hardly the first to create a cocaine-laden health beverage. In 1860, Angelo Mariani's cocaine wine, Vin Mariani, advertised in part as a flu treatment, won a gold medal from His Holiness Pope Leo XIII. It was also enjoyed by dignitaries such as Queen Victoria of England and inventor genius Thomas Edison. Who knew that cocaine not only cures illness but also increases a person's intelligence and chances for fame or royalty. Check the historic record. Plenty of comedians, dignitaries, and movie stars have directly benefited from cocaine. Eric Clapton even wrote a song about the substance personifying the drug as a woman of high breeding character. It clearly isn't a coincidence. So the next time you're feeling ill and want a chance at greatness... Instead of reaching for hydroxychloroquine or horse dewormers, just snort that white nose candy like you face-planted at the bottom of a ski jump. You'll be glad that you did. (laughs) I'm Dr. Jacoby, and this has been a moment in history.
Well, I will say, I'll say one thing is that that Dr. Jacoby, he knows what kids are into. I mean, if, if Eric Clapton does it, <laughs> it must be cool. Yeah, he's kind of all uh, over the place now that I think about it. There's been a resurgence of classic rock and also, uh, you know, so who knows? Oh, Queen Victoria? Oh, Sign yeah. me up. I, the I'm, I'm about Pope Leo, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that there's some serious credentials there. I mean, regardless of the era that it occurred in, and keep in mind, Dr. Jacoby yeah. clearly has a, you know, has a, a desire to look more at the uh, historical record because, you He's know, the a fucking go- weirdo. Yeah. He's a little strange. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. but like, you got to keep yeah. in mind that, like, you know, uh, obviously he doesn't trust, it, it seems to me he doesn't trust the reporting today and what our government has to say today. So that's why he always goes back into the historic record to look for the quote unquote real evidence. At least that's what he said to me in passing. But I really haven't had that much contact with him since, you know, the whole six years of me being in the underground bunker. So, well, here's, uh, here's, here's a question How many terabytes? Of child porn, must that guy have? I don't know, and I don't want to know. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> all of the all terabytes. Of the terabytes. <laughs> all of. <laughs> like is you he, know that is um, he gonna do? Is the next one he is the next Doctor Jacoby gonna be on uh, the benefits of methamphetamine and how I, it benefited our great Führer? I I huh? don't know. <laughs> To be honest, I mean, he could go anywhere. Yeah. To to me, I I don't think that he's going to stay in the realm of pure medicine forever. I I, I think that he came back to talk about medicine specifically because of, you know, the situation we're in with COVID and whatnot. And he knew that the kids would be scared. So he wanted to give them some kind of hope, you know, something to latch on to to help them out. But, um, you know, yeah. Oh, oh, I see what's going on. So he he created this thing to make cocaine as undesirable as possible for kids. I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm it's not really sure about is, his methods. Is this just because they don't like Eric Clapton? All I know is that I now know that cocaine is fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, All I know is we were actually doing really well, not mentioning Hitler in this podcast. Until I, didn't, I didn't say Hitler. You didn't say I it, but Führer. you, you, you implied it. That's just I the mean, German word for father. Your father does cocaine and he's German. Well, I, I don't know if he's done cocaine. Is he, is he German? <laughs> How do you even know that I know my father? Uh, I'm just asking you because I think you would know him better than me. Well, all I'm saying is. You're my father to... is bigoted against people who have been abducted by aliens. So I haven't, I haven't spoken with him for years. Wow, that's hard. <laughs> that's for that's, six. That's at least. terrible. Yeah, yeah. He thinks I'm gay now. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Uh, uh, now I feel bad, but you still did mention Hitler, and we were doing pretty good. I just want to throw that out. Well, there. I said Führer, so yeah, I will admit you, that you, I said you, Führer. You implied Hitler when you said Führer. Yeah. You've de- I mean, you've definitely said Hitler a lot. No. So, well, if, if you're just about saying the word, so, so you do have the memories of the previous clones, then I think so. I thought we cleared that up last time. No, 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 we did not clear that up. First, he said he had his memories, and then when I pressed that, he said, "How do you expect me to remember things that he knew?" And so I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm very confused. Yeah, well, that that sounds uh, kind of inconsistent i think you're just not remembering properly 
I think maybe it's like the the gaps between clones and yeah, you know, like I I think it's like, clear at this point we're never going to fully understand the extent of Doctor Tom's uh, previous Doctor Tom's like actual deceased Doctor yeah. Tom's, um, you know, cloning lab extent, how big it is, how it works. Uh, how one clone gets triggered to be made and the minute that one dies, like what what the uh, the dead man switch, so to speak, is. We had very limited contact with the, um, Dr. the original Dr. Tom. We knew he was working on some stuff, but we really didn't yeah. know yeah. the extent of his cloning expertise. Does, uh, yeah. does your brain use disk drives or solid state? Five and a quarter. He's a clone, damn it. Well, it's like, a, but he's got a robot brain, so it's like a cybernetic sort of thing. So, you, you, I just maybe there's some sort of like because all of his thinking happens in binary, and that can be prone to problems. So <laughs> Where do like you a, get this from? Know. Yeah, I'm, that's just, I'm feeling a little attacked here personally. No, I'm not attacking you. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, well, it's what I feel, so it's correct. I know how you humans are with your feelings; they're more correct than facts. I, I feel that I'm being attacked. So, so you're trying to imitate as best you can how a human would act. So, like a like a robot or a sociopath would do. No comment. What? What part Th- of this conversation makes me uncomfortable? And now it's time for which is worse. <laughs> I'm presuming we have some some questions here for which is worse. Uh, yeah, I actually got two. So this one will actually be fairly quick, I think. That's um, what you think now. Yeah, I know. I I, sh- I shouldn't uh, load that shotgun until it's uh, until it's ready. But I have one quick question I want to ask. Ready. Hmm. I'm stretching my brain. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Hurt. All right. So I got a question for you guys, and I want to know which is worse in your opinions. That's um, the premise. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, can't, I, I don't have to keep uh, re-something, that, that word. Oh, man, my clone brain is all kinds of malfunctioning. Anyway, I want to know which is worse. Drinking a half gallon of spoiled milk or having a half gallon of spoiled milk directly injected to your stomach via a large bore needle. Oh, well, that's going to suck either way. I mean, yeah, so, it all so comes either out way, in the you're, end. you're getting a half gallon of spoiled milk. I mean, one of e- them you're drinking, the other one you're getting it injected. Either yeah, way, spoiled milk is just, it's just cheese. You're, this is um, true in some uh, context. I mean, well, what if it was whole milk? What if it was yak milk? Was it was it pasteurized? Um, we're gonna say yeah, it's pasteurized, just I mean, like any it standard. It's pasteurized milk. and it's fine. And pasteurized spoiled milk is fine. Look, yeah. I, I, I've had well, some pasteurized. No, so it doesn't have any no. bacteria in it. No, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Well, it creates bacteria as it goes. Yeah, like that's why it's spoiling. What? I could tell you pasteurized. I could tell you for a fact, pasteurized milk can still get you fucking sick as all hell, and I could tell you why. So back in the day, I purchased a bottle of brand name strawberry milk, and uh, I, I brought it home. I put it in the fridge and I forgot about it. And it was a few days. Actually, no, sorry. Maybe I didn't buy it. Maybe it was already there. Regardless, there was a bottle of brand name strawberry milk in the fridge. And uh, I decided, you know, shortly before 
Christmas that I, I was thirsty and wanted it, and I drank it, only to later find out that, uh, upon looking at the label, that it had been expired for at least a week. And um, sure enough, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, I was literally puking and then running to the bathroom uh, afterwards with diarrhea pretty much every hour uh, for a period of about 17 to 18 hours. So it doesn't fucking matter if it's pasteurized. If it has spoiled, <laughs> it is going to make you violently sick. Maybe that bottle wasn't. Some people drink raw milk. I, I actually, I I wonder something different. It It is kind of important whether or not you bought the milk. Because it's like... If it's free milk. Did he buy milk and then just let it sit in the fridge and go bad and then drink it? Or is he a fucking milk thief who got what he deserved? I mean, I was living with my parents who and my mom went shopping and bought communal food for the family. So taking something from the fridge at that point, unless it's strictly been, you know, labeled as belonging to somebody, is hardly theft. They use milk in communion? Yeah, I was wondering about that myself. You were raised Catholic, I know, but maybe they put alcohol in it. I don't know. Alcohol and milk. I, I think you're you're missing some con. Is some some well, human if you, uh, correct English language here? <laughs> see, if you if you mix like a hard liquor into a milk, the milk will curdle instantly. But there's a Absolutely. difference between milk curdling and milk spoiling. One implies just a shitload of bacteria growth that's gotten into the milk and essentially turned it into poison. So uh, that's uh, the kind of spoiled milk on, that we're discussing though. in this case. Hold on, though. If it was communion milk. Then it would have had <laughs> wine in it, which would make it look like strawberry milk. So maybe he just got blasted, and that's why he was thrown <laughs> it, Well, that will do it, too. Because he drank a half gallon of it. I mean... So so my, my pasteurization facts stand. I, it could very well be possible, but it, the, the, the fact is that it wasn't a half gallon. You know, we're talking well, a bottle of brand name, you know, like a single serving size bottle of brand name strawberry milk. So this is not like I'm drinking out of a half gallon. This is much smaller than that. But that being said, you're you're absolutely right about mixing a- alcohol with the, the milk, specifically wine in that case. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, hey. Uh, you would think that mixing the alcohol with the the milk uh, might actually kill off some of the bacteria because, I mean, there is alcohol in wine. So, I mean, that, that might help to actually, if it, if it was spoiled and I had added wine to it, then it, it might have actually helped me out. But uh, unfortunately, I didn't. So, Can you imagine how unpopular Jesus would have been if he had turned wine into milk? Like if that oh was his God. big miracle. Oh, that would have been terrible. People, people would have been like, fuck that guy. He'd be like, yeah, well, this is good for you. We're yeah. at a wedding. We're not here to drink for our health. We're here to drink, you know, yeah. for fun. Celebration. Yeah. Nobody drinks milk in celebration. Blessed are the meek. No. No. That asshole turned wine into milk. E- except in that weird Chuck Norris movie. Does Chuck... Sidekicks. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, there was a karate yeah, movie called Chuck Sidekicks. Norris can turn wine into milk? No, no, they drank milk. I know that instead of drinking beer. I know that they look alike, 
but Chuck Norris is not Catholic Jesus. <laughs> I like how you specify Catholic Jesus. That would be awesome, actually. I never thought of that. Holy shit. Chuck Norris being Catholic I Jesus? I never thought of that. Or just being Jesus in general. I mean, there there's so many myths about you know Chuck Norris and his, his if, abilities. Yeah, if Chuck Norris turned your wine into milk, there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to enjoy your milk. No. Oh, God. Exactly. Yeah. I'd rather be yeah, crucified. No kidding. <laughs> so, so let me see if I can get you guys back on track about this. So it's a half gallon of spoiled milk we're talking about. Would you rather drink it or would you ha- rather have it injected into your stomach? Um, I drink it because I'm not going to get well, sick. You really from don't it. think you'll get sick from spoiled <laughs> milk? <laughs> it just tastes like cheese. It's fine. W- what kind of cheese? Some cheese tastes disgusting. <laughs> Feta. So you you would drink a half gallon of feta? That's that's pretty intense. I mean, (laughs) I'm not saying it wouldn't be intense. I'm just saying I wouldn't get sick from it. It's it's, pasteurized. But at that point, you're just drinking. You're drinking a half gallon of disgusting. You, You would still rather do that? Like whether you're getting sick or not, it's still just gross. Like who wants to drink a liquid cheese? You'll be you'll be there for a while. Trust me. Feta cheese is an acquired taste, but so a lot yeah, of not people by the like half it. gallon though. That's the thing. I mean, I wouldn't mix it with wine, like asshole, Doctor Chris. <laughs> I'm <laughs> look. I'm not saying that I I've actually tried it. I've contemplated it. Okay, the, you, you got to realize, you know, back when I was Catholic, there were a lot of you know complaints. Uh, contemplative aspects of the religion. I, I thought about it, but I didn't actually do it. Wait, you thought about mixing communion wine and milk? I thought about the fact that if you did it, it could help to disinfect the milk. Wait. And who knows what other miracles? I mean, it's supposed to be Jesus, right? Uh, or Chuck Norris. Yeah. I mean... Or Chuck Norris. So, so I guess, okay, so Dr. Josh, you, you, you feel you wouldn't get sick from the spoiled milk, even though Dr. Chris, I guess his immune system isn't quite so superior. Um, Dr. Chris. He can't handle his booze, what it is. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So you're questioning his entire story that he shared. Huh? I, all I know is he found some pink milk in a familiar bottle in the fridge. <laughs> And hold on a second. When your mom goes shop, when your mom went shopping, Chris, she bought one single serving thing of strawberry milk. No, it wasn't just one. They were on sale or something, and it. she bought like it was like one of those like buy one get two free things or whatever. And the other two, so she bought we two? drank. She bought two or three because there was a deal on it. And then you know between my sister and I, we each had drank one of them and so there was one left that we just like forgot about because you know whatever and then it was you know it was sitting there like that's that's the way it happened okay so this you didn't purchase this milk then well no i it it was it was mystery milk that your mom purchased to the best of my knowledge yes i originally thought that i had purchased it because i did oftentimes purchase um milk-based products uh, of that type, especially cookies and cream. Oh yeah, that 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 one's amazing. But anyway, uh, we used to call it Big Mac in a bottle because that's how many calories it had. Oh my god! Yeah, the cookies and cream. So it was Big Mac milk? 
Yeah, well, no, no. It's cookies and cream flavored milk, but it has the amount of calories as a Big Mac if you drink the whole bottle. So the bottle is actually like something ridiculous. So let me get this straight. Two wall beef patties, cheese, (laughs) special sauce, pickles, lettuce, onion. Throw it in a blender. (laughs) And tomato on a sesame seed bun. And it's all in the milk. Throw it in a blender. (laughs) Stick it in a bottle. It comes out as a pinkish color. Uh, I can't imagine why the type of milk you were drinking would make you sick. Yeah, you probably drank like six Big Macs if you finished that bottle. No wonder you were puking till New Year's. Oh, I hate both of you so fucking much right now. Wait, I thought it was Christmas. <laughs> in any case, in any case, anyway, it's pasteurized. So I'm not worried about so-called spoiled milk. And no one can prove to me that. It can make you sick. At least not anyone on this podcast at this point. Well, I guess we can't argue with ignorance. I rest so. my case. All right, well, fine. I, either way, Dr. Chris, I... We won't attempt <laughs> to argue with ignorance. Uh, ouch. <laughs> now, well, that's I why I stopped arguing, so let's just move on. Okay, so, mm, well, yes. mo- moving past that, it's still, it's also your call, Dr. Chris. I'm assuming you would rather have it injected yes. into your stomach? Uh that's a hard call. And the reason for that is I really don't like pain. Um, now, granted, so I'm going to take into consideration that I couldn't use my doctor-like knowledge to, you know, deaden the pain in the area. So they have to stick a needle directly into my stomach. And your stomach is actually not as low down as you think. Like, it's it's actually a little bit higher well, up. Well, yeah, you would have to uh, either... It's not like all the way down near your belly button. No, you would have to either go through the ribs or come upwards at an angle. Yeah, I mean, that's gonna... That's gonna fucking suck no matter what. That being said, I mean, I've I've tasted milk that's gone bad, and I don't know that I could chug down a half gallon of the milk without just immediately throwing it up. So... So uh, let's set aside the fact that it's pasteurized for a second. If it were to make you sick, right? Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, if you drink it, you throw it up. You're going to taste it no matter what. This is true. So why would you also have someone stab you in the belly? Well, well, it's not an also. Well, okay. Let me put it this way, though. If you're drinking the spoiled milk, you end up having to taste it twice. You taste it the first time it comes down, then it hits your stomach acid, your stomach and your stomach detects there's something wrong, goes fucking no way, get this shit out of here. Peristalsis reverses and you vomit it back up, but now you're tasting the same spoiled milk with the added benefit of the fact that your stomach acid has started to work on it and digest it, which makes it taste even worse. So you drink it once, it tastes like shit, you vomit it up, it's going to taste even worse. That to me actually sells it. I'm going to take the needle because then I at least only taste it once. This way I get to the the final like worst part of it where I'm tasting the worst possible uh, version of the spoiled milk one time and then it's nothing but dry heaves. Here's my thing. I don't want somebody to stab me in in the stomach and then I'm throwing up milk, right? But then I also have milk shooting out of the hole in my belly like I'm a fucking cow. <laughs> so there's that. I didn't even think of that. You're pres- Yeah, I mean, that that is true. I mean, I would presume upon the body's ability to heal from a minor, you know, from a needle's 
puncture because clearly people get punctured with needles all the time and don't bleed to death or have bodily fluids dripping out of them unless they have like a condition where either their blood doesn't clot or something else, you know, within their body. Dr. Tom. Yes. Explain to the man how holes work. Okay. So here's how a hole works. Something goes through it. So pretty much if you have a big hole, big things can go through it. If the hole is very small, small things can go through it. Also, wait, hang on. I'm not done yet because I haven't even started talking about liquids. A liquid is interesting because it can go through a wide variety of different sized holes depending on the viscosity of the liquid itself. So if let's say you had stomach acid or a glass of water, um, it will go through a hole, even if it's a small hole. Eventually, you'll come to a hole that's so small that the surface tension of the water itself won't actually break because the force of gravity upon said hole is still not enough to make that small force change. So you end up with a hole that is so small that water can't go through it. But in order to first inject your body full of sour milk, you need a sufficient-sized hole to inject it, which could imply that that same hole can spit water back in the opposite direction, or in this case, spoiled milk. So, do you have any other questions about holes? Gorilla Glue, give me a call. I think we have our next segment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I only take issue... Uh, with your now, don't get me wrong. I don't question the nature of holes. I think that you're absolutely correct. You shouldn't question the nature uh, of holes. In, in that's science. That's been figured out. Of uh, of the functioning of holes. Um, although interestingly enough, we we do have several holes in our body or orifices that do seem to contain most of the content in the body. But that being said, a puncture wound is not an orifice. That being said, the body. If you remember medical school uh, or w- whatever doctorate that you were involved in i'm sure that it because dr tom was involved with cloning he needed to know something about medicine your your body does naturally try to heal from puncture wounds by you know uh, having platelets collect at the site the platelets form a scab either internally or externally Uh, so on your skin the scab would be external internally you'd have a scab that formed in the stomach and in the different um, other organs that somebody some moron might have stabbed trying to get to the stomach I, i i don't know how they could you know unfortunately miss the point is is that the body's natural healing ability would eventually make it very relatively quickly so that that milk wouldn't be leaking out of the body if a hole has a sphincter it can use muscular control to kind of allow some things through at certain times hence your butthole yes so you can control it unless it's a horse uh, anus yes Okay. As we discussed. New superhero idea. I've got my pen. <laughs> okay. It's it's a boy or a man who fights who fights the forces of evil by spraying sour milk out of a hole in his belly. <laughs> well, given our com- I don't know what you'd call him. Given our conversation but, earlier, couldn't you just do that with your penis? I mean, what is, no, what is, what is happening different? now? When did sour milk ever come out of anyone's <laughs> penis? 
Well, by Dr. Josh's own logic, he said that that spoiled milk is nothing but cheese. And we said earlier that, you know, clearly his he can ejaculate cheese. So therefore he can ejaculate spoiled milk. It was a goddamn fucking metaphor. (laughs) We're learning a lot about metaphors today. Are you sure it wasn't a simile there, Dr. Josh? It was a metaphor. I don't even know what that is. Colosta baby. There you Colosta go. Colosta baby? Glue baby's yeah. twin. Yeah. His face gets red because he's like forcing the milk out and then all of a sudden it's like and you get sprayed with sour milk. His face is red? Ah. And, and, he, cr- and he cries a lot. He's like, yeah, and then Squiz Fingers has to yeah, carry him and Glue baby around. He, he's really starting to seem like a really <laughs> um, strange father figure to all these baby superheroes with yeah. shitty powers. Yep, and they have to to fight that evil, rapey Dr. Jacoby. <laughs> he's the arch nemesis. Yeah. Writing that. He's trying to get all the kids to use cocaine. No, he's just trying to make porn with them. So so we're, we're establishing an entire cinematic universe. Yeah. Well, given that we already established Dr. Jacoby may um, possess all of the terabytes of child pornography, it naturally makes sense that this superhero organization full of children would want to stop him yeah hollywood's gonna really pick up on this idea fast absolutely it's like all right you got an evil doctor that likes to give kids drugs and is really into kitty porn (laughs) (laughs) and they'll be like yes sold (laughs) oh yeah that that that's clearly disney material who would play that villain who who would play dr jacoby in that situation like what celebrity do you think that would be Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe? Well, yeah. He's creepy in everything he's in. Maybe. I mean, think about it. He's got that, like, really creepy, like, voice. He, there is not a single role I've seen him in, even when he's playing a character that's not inherently bad, then I'm not creeped out by him. Willem Dafoe is, like, the perfect, you know, just creep, like, he, his eyes alone just sell the character. Could also be another chance for uh, Jim Carrey to show his acting talent, mm. you know, to the new side of him. Hmm. I think the most important part is Dr. Jacoby needs to maintain the very high-pitched voice. Yeah. Because that coming out of Willem Dafoe would be hilarious. Maybe one of the, one of the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I mean, we know Christopher Lloyd can do that voice. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I like that idea. An evil chipmunk that gives kids drugs <laughs> and likes kitty porn. <laughs> but wait, if it's a chipmunk, that might, that might actually sell. Wait, and the the best part is because the chipmunk is an animal. Can a chipmunk be actually like tried in a court of law? I don't think so. No, that's why the superheroes have to go at him. That's why Glue Baby and Squiz Fingers and um, Colossa Baby. Is this what we're agreeing on? I, I like yeah. Colossa Baby. Colossal yeah. baby. So going back to that, I can see like a complication with like uh, some crazy left wing group that's trying to protect the chipmunks like PETA or something gets involved. Like they actually have to stomp on a bunch of PETA hippies just to be able to get to Dr. Jacoby. Yeah, because they're they're knowingly protecting uh, a child molester. <laughs> PETA has done sorts. stranger things. Let's be honest. That's true. They're like, what's more important here, guys? Not wearing fur? Well, what's more important? Is it that it's a chipmunk 
or is it that it's a child molester? What's going to do more good right now? Well, I know what PETA would say. We, we all know what PETA would say. Let's... Uh, moment of silence for the stupidity. Anyway, do we want to do another which is worse? I've got another one that's pretty good, but I think I'd rather just save it. Hey, Brick Scotch here. We all like cans, canned vegetables, canned meat, canned dairy, canned bread, canned soup, canned beverages, canned air, canned anything you can can. People love cans. How about a store that only sells cans? So I created it. It's an entire store with nothing but cans. Ten aisles of just cans. An overwhelming, panic-inducing amount of cans. Nice cans, too. That's the name of my store. Nice cans. Every kind of can you can imagine. Buy one of each. I don't care. Buy all of one kind. I don't care. There are no purchasing limits. And we also have the frozen meat. Any machines in the back. You put in your money, you get one meat. One! If you shake my meat machines, you leave. End of discussion. <laughs> Steaks, dogs, turkeys, lambs, beef. Buy a whole fish for a dollar. A dollar! The most important thing here, though, is the cans. Nice cans and lots of them. I have my own cannery so I can can anything. I put a cat brain in the can, put a random label on it. If you find it, you can feed it to your dog and make it smarter. A dog with a cat's brain and maybe soul, no one knows for sure. Fill a bag full of liquid meats at the meat spigot. It's so good if you put it on a soup. Yum. But I won't put liquid meats in cans, so don't ask. You have no idea how hard it is to dump hot liquid meat into a can. It just came out too fast and got everywhere. Don't ask me to do that ever again. Spread the liquid meat real thin on a sheet of plastic. Then just let it dry outside in the hot, hot summer sun. Trust me on this. It's the best jerky you'll ever want to eat all day long. It's so good. But the most important thing is cans. Thousands of cans. Aisle after aisle of cans. Too many cans to shake a stick at. No sticks inside the store. That's a rule. Come buy my cans, but don't bring a stick. It's not that hard. Sometimes there's an old clown. A clown. Every so often, I hire a clown to burst out of a huge can display when all the shoppers least expect it. He has no teeth, and he's like, Where's my dentures? Have you seen my dentures? Do you think my roommate Stevie Walzik grinded them up with his food ninja and then ate them in a shake and threw them up in a river. He kept saying he would do that. The clown is not supposed to be creepy. His name is Pony J. Just be nice to him. Cans! A thousand aisles of cans. It's a whole store of mostly just cans. We also sell fabric. We set up a kiosk at the front door. The owner is an eight-year-old with a mustache and he loves to haggle. Silk. That's not real silk. A hundred dollars. The silk is real, bitch. It came out of a worm's butt, and I weaved it myself. It took a long time. That's a lie. Go eat a dick. You know what, Fabric Kid? We're done here. Two hundred fifty dollars. Shake on it. No shaking because of the virus. We have a canning <laughs> machine, so we can can anything you want. But if you want it canned, you gotta give it to us. Wait for us to can it. Go find it in the store and buy it. If someone else gets it first, too bad. And remember, we don't can liquid meat, so don't. Cans! We've been collecting random cans for 25 years, and now it's all gotta go. Our loss is your gain. Just to recap, it's mostly cans. There's a guy named Jerky Nick who hangs out by the bathroom. Look, this guy will buy all the jerky you can bring to him, any kind of jerky. You can buy bags of liquid meat from the meat spigot, jerky it, and sell it to Nick. It's easy money! You need to understand that Nick has an extensive jerky sales network overseas, so you can literally make jerky out of any Thing, and he will buy it. My mastermind group says my business plan is crazy unfocused, but I'm just like, guys, 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 
It's a store full of cans, mostly cans, and an authentic Italian eatery on the roof. We're talking Caesar salad, meatball subs, lemon ice, a guy named Fat Tony, brick oven pizza. If you aren't eating brick oven pizza, guess what, homeboy? That ain't pizza you're eating. No, that is pizza. Just climb up the ladder on the side of the building. It's on the north side, just behind the HVAC units. But we mainly sell cans, and they're nice. Nice cans, so many cans, millions of cans. We could literally fill the Grand Canyon with cans. That's how many cans we have. It's a ridiculous amount of cans. We have a dunk tank. Every Tuesday, a bunch of crazy Russian nationals pull up with a dunk tank in the back of a pickup. They wheel the dunk tank into the store, strip down to their long johns, and start throwing each other into the tank. Sometimes they knock over displays, and they each eat a whole watermelon like wild animals. Water and melon juice get all over the cans, too, because of their soaking wet long johns. So it's pretty wild. One time, Pony J showed up and tried to wrestle those Russians. They beat them up pretty bad. <laughs> nice cans. Nice cans. It's mostly just cans. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck did I just listen to? <laughs> that guy has a hard time staying on topic, doesn't he? I, I mean, look, like... I know he's that a, we, he, look, he's a very successful entrepreneur, paid um, me very well, or paid I, us very well. <laughs> look, I, I know he paid us well, but like <laughs> most ad spots are like 30 seconds to a minute. This was like three and a half fucking minutes. You know, it sounds like he's selling a lot more than cans, but it's almost like he's not even really aware of it. I mean, it's mostly just cans. Well, I mean, maybe. But I mean, there's a lot of cans, but just so he, many other things. He's a dreamer, you know what I mean? He it, likes clearly. to think big. He likes to think big. And uh, he's got a lot of ideas. He, he wants to do some more advertising with us. Uh, we've already got a few things in the works. So, And, and he pays for the time. Hey, you know? I, I, so, so I have some questions. Uh, a, a few uh, questions because it seems like you you're connected with this guy and you know you know the business so first of all something that i've been trying to find for ages and i haven't been able to find is um like brown bread in a can does he's he got have it. he's got I it i guarantee you he's got thousands of aisles of cans does he have shaved meat in a can too probably do you think he sells clone jelly the, in a can pro- the guy puts cat brains in a can oh, he's got yeah. it believe me he's got all all of Again, what about yak he's cheese? Been collecting cans for what was it like twenty years? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of cans, and they're. Do you really think he nice. sells communion milk? I, if it I, don't, exists, I don't know, but you know what? If you asked him about it, he probably would add it to his business plan. Or you know, M- if maybe. you gave it to him, he could can it, but then you got to buy it back. Well, as long as you're there first, you yeah you you would can it, and then you would put it somewhere in the store and then you'd have to find it first and then be the first to buy it because that's how it works well yeah and un- unfortunately speaking of canning things uh I-, I i think i think we have to wrap things up for this episode i i, I know that we've uh good metaphor this episode's in the can there's so many things but you th- speaking of cans we need to wrap this thing up <laughs> that's what you went with <laughs> Everybody learned what a metaphor was today. Oh, yes. You just learned what it is, I guess. So (laughs) we'll give him a chance. (laughs) I think my silence speaks volumes. Okay. So uh, if you want to send us pictures of your nice cans, you could do so. Feedback at oralmalpractice.com. Yeah. 
if you have any commercials or anything else uh, you want to run by us, hey, we're always open and uh, you can leave us a review in your favorite podcast app or cho- uh, of choice. Also, let us know if you hate the show because we're going to read your junk on the air and make fun of you. So, uh, yeah. Also, anyway. if I, I'd like to add one more thing. If you're that really hot Russian girl that had Chris read that thing on the air today and you have anything else you want us to read, just come find me personally. I'm sure you know where I live and I'll make sure Dr. Chris gets it. Yeah. And send us a picture of your cans. And send us a picture of your cans. Put them on some glass. All right. (laughs) What? So uh, until next time, I'm Dr. Chris. I'm Dr. Josh. And I am Dr. Tom's second clone. Third clone. We think. Yeah, maybe. We'll catch you next time on Oral Malpractice. Take care. Oral Malpractice.